welcome, welcome. Hello, fellow junkers. My name is Nancy Cowles. I am a proud vintage shop owner in Phoenix, Arizona. The name of my shop is Everything Goes. It's about a 5,000 square foot store filled with what we like to say, one of a kinds and hard to find. I love when people come into the shop and they're looking all around. They're like, oh my gosh, where did you get all this stuff? Well, let me tell you, it doesn't just appear. And that's the name of my podcast. Today, I'm here with a friend of mine, Remo. Remo, how are you? Doing great. Good. Thank you for coming in today. Yeah, be fun. So Remo is a picker of mid-century furniture, mid-century pictures, mid-century pottery, mid-century, what else? Art. Art. Anything from that time era, I I, I like. So the time era is about from what to what? I mean, it could be 50s, like cool stuff from the 50s up Mm to, I picked up some sofas today that are late 70s. There's mid-century and mid-century modern, which we we kind of are guessing the mid-century modern is like a little bit of a flare of a modern straight line looks. Are they all straight lines? I've been doing this for 12 years. I'm not really sure what the difference is, but if I call something mid-century modern, the snobs get on me and say, this isn't mid-century modern, it's just mid-century. So <laughs> yeah, I just like to get what I think is groovy. Yes. And I will tell you guys, um, when I met Remo, it was a couple years ago. And Remo has a really cool eye for just unique, different things, which a lot of you know, I love unique and different things. I don't really buy a lot of mid-century modern stuff. My shop doesn't have really the clientele and there are different shops in town. And Remo is in a shop in what we call our central Phoenix area. And Remo, how long have you been there? Maybe two years it's been open. The last store I was in was 10,000 square foot, 30 vendors, New York guy raised the rent too high and he had to shut it down. So the mid-century guys, he moved over to what's called Soda Pop on 7th Street, just south of Camelback. And that's right in like our downtown Phoenix area, basically. Yeah, yeah. Now, you guys, how many vendors are there now? There's four of us that I know of. Every once in a while, you get a consigner in. All right, so Rima, when you're out looking for stuff, what is like your favorite thing to pick? I, I enjoy the furniture, and that's what moves the most. With my age, I love finding art because I can pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) It's not as heavy to put in the vehicle. The furniture is getting heavier and heavier every year. (laughs) That's what I said. The older we get, the more we make sounds when we lift things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, But you have a love for art as well. You have a good eye. You can pick out really cool different art and pottery. Is that right? I like it. I hope people like it. Yeah. Tell me, do you know any off the top of your head, any of the names that you really are out looking for no names it's basically style and right now that hard edge is people are digging that and the abstract and big art you know huge wall art right people like that the abstracts i like the kind of weird there's a guy fernando ramos prita i have some of his stuff at the house it almost looks like a kindergartner did it it's the coolest look when you're out looking for stuff i know credenzas are really big. I know any type of bedroom yeah. um, dressers um, sell. Yeah. But I do notice with the mid-century guys, you guys have to have matching end tables, matching side tables. You usually don't buy just a dresser with one side table. Is that right? If it comes with it, we do, but we'll sell it for anything just to get rid of it. Just because with one, it's, it's hard to sell. You want pairs. Yeah. And then a lot of times um, when you're out picking... I know with me, I don't really care what the finish looks like because I either leave it that way or I can refinish it myself. Mid-century, you guys are kind of the same way, right? A lot of the times 
the furniture, maybe it was, what do you call the really light? Was it a maple that was really popular back in the... Yeah, the maple, the bleached, the blonde. Okay. Now, is that in right now? Not where I sell. I mean, people like it. What's it? Haywood Wakefield? I think that stuff's beautiful. At our stores, buying it. No one's buying it. Yeah. But if you buy it and then change the color, the stain of it, will it sell then? Yeah, but the purist won't buy it. You have to hope somebody comes in, likes the style, likes the stain you put on it. But if somebody's like a Haywood Wakefield fan, they're not going to buy it if we make it look walnut. So you do change the color of the stain? Yeah, yeah. And that takes time. Oh, yeah. It time, doesn't, time and money. It doesn't just appear, does it? No, no. <laughs> I got an incredible Danish table. It extends to 12 feet. It's at a refinisher now. I've picked it. I've had two sofas. Now I got two chairs and an ottoman getting reupholstered. And I just picked up another chair and sofa today. So I have to go to upholstery. So it's an investment. So when you reupholster it, you're not reupholstering it back to its original type of upholstery, you're putting in upholstery where what's more up to date right now or what's in style? Yeah, you're hoping because you, you go, you pick out the upholstery and you hope it's going to match in somebody's house. Well, when you're out and about and you're finding all of this fabulous stuff, can you tell um, some of the listeners, like, where do you mostly find your stuff? Do you find it online? Do you find it at estate sales? Do you find it? Um, from people that call the store or Craigslist? Like, how do you find most of your mid-century modern stuff? I don't do any online because there's people that sit there on their phones all day. And as soon as something pops up, they get, I put something online yesterday. Within minutes, people started hitting on it. So you sell online. You just don't buy online. Yeah, this is like, a, it was something I don't even want to mess with. Well, it's a neat patio set and somebody will buy it. And so it's a quick flip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you might buy something that's a quick flip that is maybe not to the standards of your shop that you're in, but you know that it's a quick flip. So you buy it, you go home, take pictures, throw it on, offer up, Craigslist, yeah. whatever, and it sells pretty quick. You know that there's other people out there that are on their phone constantly just waiting for something to come up. I'll waste a lot of time. I drive around and hit all the shops like everybody else, but then I have... People that do call me once in a while, people that I've bought from before, they'll tell a friend. I got my mother and her friends that live in Sun City. They're scouting for me all the time when they go play cards. So if somebody is listening that is not from Arizona, let them know Sun City is basically an elder Re community. Retirement area, yeah. And a and lot of the people out there. They bring their cool stuff from Michigan or Ohio and put it in these houses and Eventually, they downsize or pass. And, and Remo? I pounce. Pounce it. <laughs> <laughs> so you find a lot of stuff in Sun City. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of it's in really good shape. A lot. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, the wood and stuff, they take care of it. And you can go ahead and pass it on and sell it right away at yeah. the shop. Probably like 60% of the time, it's perfect. Really? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, well, yeah. And they're your mom's friends, so you get a good deal. Yeah, and it's good competition between them, so... If one sends me, they send me pictures from one lady. I didn't like it. I said, no, not that. They make fun of each other. He doesn't like your stuff. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. Oh, yeah. So tell me a story. Um, I don't, it doesn't have to be recent, but a story that maybe you went out somewhere and you were promised this and 
it wasn't that, or just a funny story about what we encounter every day during our picking. Well, my favorite is I got a buddy that called me. This is a couple years ago now, but and uh, said these folks are getting rid of this. Some other friends of his that I didn't know are getting rid of this credenza and a dining table base that one-inch glass on it. I mean, mm-hmm. my kid had to lift. So he called me and said, can you send me some pictures? So I get, you know, 20 minutes later, I get some pictures. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll take that, you know, something they don't want. And he said, uh, yeah, his wife can't stand it. It's been around for years. And the brother or something passed it on to him. I don't remember how they ended up with it, but they didn't go buy it. And uh, it was Paul Evans. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did they tell you the name or no? No, they didn't. No. They didn't know what it was. And they they just, didn't know to open that top drawer on the left-hand side. Oh, or? there, there, there isn't. He signs it usually somewhere. He had these, but it was Paul Evans stuff. Got a good deal on it. Me and my kid were barely able to lift it. Usually, they put everything, their pictures, you know, with the white background or yeah. some real cool picture. I took one of it laying on its back in the back of my truck, and it was like a four-mile drive home. And sold it before I got home. Is that right? Yeah. And your profit was huge? Yeah. Yeah. And we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it was good. It was a good profit. Yeah. Well, the mid-century furniture goes for a lot more than what we sell at our shop, which is mostly French Prudential, farmhouse, um, industrial. I always think the mid-century stuff goes for a little bit more, and and I'm not sure... I'm not sure exactly why. Yeah, more work goes into your stuff a lot of the time. I, mean, I like, I appreciate any kind of style. If they got style, you know, it looks it looks great. Just that's just what I got into and what I enjoyed. But, you know, the boho and farmhouse. Right, but it's work. It's, it's all cool, but yeah, it's all a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and a lot of times the mid-century stuff is just in good shape, like you said. Dust it. Dust it down a little bit. <laughs> but I have seen a lot of your stuff that you have restained you've put new legs on it oh yeah and just trying to make it a little more hip yeah right oh yeah because a lot of these younger generation and i hate saying that because i'm only 55 but i feel like i'm 28 but a lot of the younger generation people live downtown and they've got some really cool lofts or condos and a lot of them decorate mid-century modern or mid-century and it looks really really cool yeah but my middle son they're doing farmhouse it looks fantastic have you ever found any art I know you pick up a lot of pottery, but anything that was, you know, just a really good find? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got some sculptures. I have a uh, one sculpture that was, they can't tell me if it was in Walt's office or not, but it's from Walt Disney offices. Cool. That sat in my house for probably the last six, seven years, but I just put it up online about couple months ago but then i got a lot of cool brutalist sculptures and i have a couple sculptures from guys that are like master jewelers but they've done some sculptures that were i think outstanding now do you keep those or do you sell them they're for sale it's gonna take some money for yeah, someone to buy yeah them. yeah okay there are things there's some things i don't care if i sell right i'll, I'll keep it Right. Well, that's a that's the thing is when you're in this business, sometimes we find some really cool, fabulous stuff, and we want to keep it for ourselves. 
everybody's different. I don't keep very much stuff. I sell. I, I'm in this business to sell, not to collect. I'm not yeah. a collector. Yeah. But you'll collect it at your house for a while and then sell it when you're done with it a couple yeah. years down the road. Yeah, we rotate things in and out. <laughs> I bring things in and it disappears from where I had it. My wife has it somewhere in the house. Whatever was sitting there is out in the garage. And, and then from the garage, it goes down to the shop. Yeah. So when you're out in an estate sale or at one of your mom's friend's houses and you see something that's maybe not for sale, will you ask, hey, is that piece over there for sale or what do you want for this over here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do yeah. that too. Aren't those the best things? The best things are not for sale, but everybody wants money for it. So I'm always like, hey, is that for sale? They're like, no, I wasn't planning on it. I'm like, will you take this amount of money? And they're like, well, yeah, I think I will. Well, somebody wants you to come look at something that's not right for what I do. But just to the left of it is something great that they didn't think I would even be interested in. So that's happened to you before? Oh, yeah. I love when that happens. Yeah. I recently found an old um, butter table, and it was like, it was up north, and somebody was having a sale, and they had a blanket on top of it, and I pulled the blanket up, and I'm like, is this table for sale? They're like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so the, he goes, there's another piece that goes to it, and it was this big, huge wooden um, roller and the graphics on the side are fabulous and they would put butter in it and they would take this roller and roll it back and forth to flatten out the butter and it is the most amazing piece yeah. ever i love it it's actually going to be for sale probably in the next two weeks at my shop so yeah. it is a really cool piece but it wasn't for sale until i asked so what is your favorite type of thing to find the right sculptures i'm into sculptures right now brutalist type and explain what brutalist type is to people They're they can be like a torch cut sculpture, just abstract, basically. Mm -hmm. and, and is there and someone... Usually metal. Someone famous who makes these brutalist no, sculptures? No. No. A lot of it, a lot of it's unsigned. Just hippies doing it back in the day, and they didn't sign anything, a lot of them. But they made some cool stuff. But, and it still sells to this day. Oh, yeah. So what can you get for a brutalist sculpture these days? Oh, I mean, it could be... $150, and one of my ones from a jeweler guy is almost 10000 Wow. And you have a few of those that you are not giving up quite yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But is a younger generation at the shop buying this kind of, the sculptures? There's a, what the younger folks buy, but then you start getting into 40s and stuff, 50s, that are doing their home in mid-century, and they're the ones that are buying the art a lot of it and sculpture well that's what i was thinking a lot of the people that are building in town of paradise valley now all those houses were tuscan style for the longest time and now when you drive through the town of paradise valley all of the houses they are knocking down they're all totally squared out houses oh, yeah. and they all like when you drive up they have these huge sculptures either in the driveway when you walk in through one of the homes, I have a few friends that have houses in there, and you walk in the front door, and they have these huge sculptures. Yeah. And that's probably the type of person that is buying what you're talking about because it is a really cool, unique look. Oh, yeah, yeah. I picked up – I've only had two huge ones. I got them at the same time. You have an Instagram, and your Instagram is Remo's Retro, so they can follow you on Instagram. Yeah. And you're also at Soda Pop, which we talked about, which is downtown. And do you have a booth name there, or is everybody? No, we're, you know we have our areas, but then 
you know, we use other things to uh, identify for the the front of the store and things like I got sofas up front. Okay. So there's really not booths there. There is, but they're not set in stone. (laughs) Well, I'm looking at Remo's Instagram right now, and this is really cool. And Remo, what can you tell me about this? They say the writing is in Polish. I think it's a fantastic piece. Describe to everybody what I'm looking at right now. It would be a face, but it's an abstract face. And the colors are red and blue. And I'm not sure if this is a man or a woman. I don't think you're supposed to know. Well, I guess it'd be a man, huh? Okay. And you picked this up just because it was calling out your name. Oh, I I jogged at that one. You jogged at that one? (laughs) Was this at a home? Yeah. Okay. And so you saw this and you're like, I want this. Yeah. How big is that? It's a pretty large painting, probably... 30 by 36. And did you have to reframe it or anything? No. So we're looking at some pictures right now, and it was some um, cement art sculptures that one of my neighbors um, has in his backyard. And Remo, I took Remo over there and another friend, and they just fell in love with this. But like Remo said, you couldn't even lift this stuff. It was it was super, super, it super taller, heavy. It was taller than me, the guy, the robot-looking guy. As I look through um, Remo's Instagram, I do see a lot of, just colorful art like this. I like this. Yeah. Oh, it's great. So, I mean, I could see this in anybody's house. I mean, this is a really cool piece. Now, where do you find most of your art? Is it at estate sales or your this mom's is, friends? No, this is all that piece and quite a bit. I got sculptures, art. I was in Sedona talking to some people that run a shop there to get some neat stuff. And there was a lady behind me. I said, I heard you talking. You need to follow me up the hill. So we went up to her place, and it was incredible. I mean, I ended up getting Herman Miller chairs, some great art. She had a art gallery in Scottsdale back in the 70s. That Fernando Ramos Prita that I talked about earlier. That was from her house. Uh, Some sculptures. So the lady that you followed up the hill, was at her house? Yeah. Wow, and that was just luck of the draw that you were there and she overheard you talking. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're following her. She knew Andy Warhol. You went up there and that's some of the stuff that you purchased from her. Yeah. Did she yeah. want a pretty penny for all this stuff? No, or? no, no she, she was, she was going to downsize. And uh, I got some Sister Mary Corita, a couple paintings of hers, sculptures. One of them I think I missed out. It was small. Thought it was a Boyd, but it wasn't. But somebody recognized it. That went to France right away. Is that right? Somebody in France recognized that, I guess. So was she having a sale? Or no. No, she just took you up she there. She was going to downsize, but then she goes, what about furniture? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Show <laughs> me what you got. I mean, she had the George Nelson, like the wall units and incredible things, incredible art. Did you get to take it all that day, or did no, you? No, I didn't take. The, I didn't get the wall unit. She kept that. I got a couple chairs. Furniture wise, I didn't get a whole lot. Those time life chairs, they call them. A lot of art. Went back with a friend. We got more. I mean, her her art collection's incredible. But she she's already sent like Picassos and stuff to go get to auction before I met her. Is that right? Yeah. Well, and what I said is so great about this is business is. We make relationships with these people. And so this lady called you back yeah. and you went there again. Well, I'm going again. Yeah. She, 
she was going to get more organized in her new place. Plus, she has spectacular taste in her places. She goes, I'm not going to be able to use all the art. So you, I'm going to go back up. And, I'll take I'll take whatever off your hands. Yeah. So yeah. she's stay she's staying in Sedona. Yeah. She just downsides. Yeah, but a lot of it, what what's going to be left will be prints. The uh, all the originals are gone now that she didn't want to keep. But those sell. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're just out looking for a little bit of everything. Um, you're not one that's only looking for the Eames chairs only. Because no. there are people no. out there that no. only look for certain things. No, I, f I found recently we couldn't find, no one knows the maker. It was a crazy looking dresser, white lacquered, bubbled drawers, and then brass in between. Wouldn't have worked out in our store. Put it online. That went to New York. I had a pair of sofas that I picked up in Paradise Valley. We set them in our house. It looked kind of goofy, but they were big, heavy wood with brass and kind of an Asian flair to them, I guess you'd say. Didn't work out. Some designer in New York saw them. Now they're, they've been online. They've been redone, reupholstered. Oh, you saw the, the afters? Yeah, they're in an incredible house now. And so they're in New York and they're gone. Yeah. But I mean, it's stuff I can't sell at the store, but. Some stuff's just too cool to pass on. I know. Because there, yeah. there's, I mean, I always say there's something for everybody. Yeah. And so you pulled those out of the home in Paradise Valley. Now they're off, reupholstered in New York in this fabulous home. And Remo's finding a photo of them right now for me. And I'm going to see how cool it is. And so I'm looking at this. Did they reupholster it all yeah, in the white? Yeah, he did the, white. looks like a white tweed or something. Mm -hmm. And this whole house is black and white and very, very cool. So that was that made you feel good. That was a good pick. Oh yeah. And look at this picture in the background, the artwork. Yeah. So it totally went with exactly everything you picked out. So that's yeah. that's awesome. You saw a good use for them. But those were in your house for a little bit, but they didn't look not like very, this. Not very long. So he called and made me an offer I couldn't refuse and they were gone. Well, I'm kinda thinking back of all the things that you've talked about and a lot of the stuff is not signed, doesn't have a name. A lot of the mid century stuff maybe was Kind of like the one-hit wonders when they sing a song. Yeah. Right? Could be. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know who makes them, but some of that stuff. Are you just supposed to know when you look at it? I don't know. Broyhill, they stamp it on the side. But you have an eye for that kind of stuff, it sounds like. It doesn't always work out. You, know, you pick out something, you go, this is great. Bring nope. it home and put it online or put it in the store. And two months later, help me load this in my truck. It's going to Goodwill. I've <laughs> done it, that. If, if it's taking up real estate... You don't let it sit too long. And that's what the great thing about this business is there's so many people that are in it and we do it for fun. I mean, it helps, obviously helps us with our income. I have the shop, which I love. I have every type of vendor in there. I have a few vendors that always find a little bit of mid-century stuff. And who do I call? I call you. It's appreciated. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> but you know, it, everybody makes a little bit of money and everybody's happy and that's yeah. What it's all about. Oh, it's a blast. I, don't, I hate hunting, fishing, and golfing. So this is what I came up with. <laughs> You'd rather be out and about. Does pottery sell a lot? Depending on what it, I mean, mostly the Italian stuff really does, Batosi. But then I got some studio pottery from some uh, pretty well-known folks. Wow, I like this one right here. Extremely rare, mid-century Italian ceramic. Real rare. Can't find another one, but I guess the... Where they did them, they do a lot of like cookware and things, and basic pottery, but then they would do things to show off their skills. 
they seem to think that's one of those that on Facebook the Italian where they ID your stuff for you right they're flipping out over that thing this thing is awesome it kind of looks like I'm gonna guess a bull yeah with um, these great big horns and it's very retro looking um, and on the bottom, it's signed, it. and it says 600 slash C. Yeah. So I'm guessing there's only 600 of those made? Oh, no, no. That's that's like the ID. Maybe two or three made is what they were guessing, but can't find another one online anywhere. So when you can't find another one online, how do you know who that person is? Or 50s is when it was made. They know that. The Italian people wrote me all this stuff, and references but a lot of the references are in italian i'm a bad italian i can't read it so basically when i say it doesn't just appear we have to do homework behind some of this stuff to find out what it's worth who the artist is where the artist is from how you know all of that stuff right if you can yeah if you can you come to dead ends and that's that here it is it's neat it's signed (laughs) enjoy it enjoy it yeah and you know what it's not always about the name brand no. Right? It's just what you like, and especially with art. Yeah. What looks good with your stuff, what hits you. Thank you, Remo, for being here today. Tell everybody, again, your social media. Instagram is? Remo's Retro. Okay. And then you are at Soda Pop? I'm at Soda Pop, which is on 7th Street, just south of Camelback. Remo's Retro. That's the name of your, your Etsy as well. Well, thank you again, Remo, for being here. And thank you. If you guys like this podcast or any of my podcasts, please follow me. Share it with your friends. Don't forget you can follow me under Everything Goes AZ, and that's all my social media. That's my Instagram, my Facebook, and my website. I'm going to end it with saying happy pickings.